It's the California Wine Country Podcast with Steve Jackson and Dan Berger. We taste, we laugh, we learn. California Wine Country with Dan Berger, one of my favorite people in the world of wine in Sonoma County. He's back with us in the studio, the great Mike Martini from Taft Street Wines. Mike, good to see you, bro. It is good to be seen. (laughs) Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. I enjoy all the time I get to spend in this seat. All right. Well, again, welcome back. Uh, Taft Street, family owned and operated since 1979. Well, if you if you want to take the 1979, uh, it was family operated, but that operation was actually bootlegging. Uh, that, that was our time in the garage, um, and we were uh, home winemakers. I want you to know we never exceeded the uh, maximum of 200 uh, gallons per head of household. Yeah, right. Um, all was, for private consumption. All I was private guess, consumption. Yeah. Uh, there was a hot tub involved. <laughs> the statute of limitations has expired on everything. Uh, but it was incredible. Now, in 1982, however, uh, we did uh, bond and become a, uh, an official winery. And I'm here to tell you that you know when, when you, you sit there and you, know, you try to figure out you know what, what to do about this, and the best wine that you will ever drink is wine that you drink with good friends, good conversation, good food, and it's free. So in the garage, we had uh, those four components, and everybody would say, this is the best wine ever, you should start a winery, and, and I or Mike Tierney would say, well, just take some money, and the conversation would come to a screeching halt at that point, until one day, uh, an individual, a friend of a friend, was at one of the many parties that took place on Taft Street, and said, let's start a winery. And that's how much thought went into starting Taft Street Winery. <laughs> You're celebrating 40 harvests. We have we actually, uh, as of today, Steve, we brought in the first grapes of our 41st harvest. They Amen. came in the, today. That Very was cool. Today. Uh, TaftStreetWinery.com is the website. And if you haven't enjoyed uh, what they do for all these years, uh, you're going to want to, uh, especially after this segment. We're going to begin, as we often do, with Dan Berger's cellar wine. Well, he didn't actually bring... I brought the rosé for you, and you can drink that if you want. It's pretty nice wine. It's not a cellar wine. It's actually a brand new wine that just came in. It's a pretty nice uh, rosé from Chile, and it's being brought in by a friend of mine whose uh, offices are in Emeryville, and he's been in the uh, wine business for about 45 years. His name is Larry Chalicombe, and this is Global Wine Imports, and this wine is called Maquis, M-A-Q-U-I-S, rosé, and it's a blend of Cabernet Franc and uh, Malbec. And it's tasty wine? It is tasty. Yeah, nice wine. Mike, thoughts? I love it. I mean, I, you know, I think it's so cool that people are, and, and it's probably overstated, rediscovering rosés. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, white Zinfandel, saved the Zinfandel crop. Let's be very clear about it. It was an important thing to do, but that really wasn't rosé. And yet, you know, what we've started to see over the last 10, 15 years, Dan can speak to it more, people coming back and making true rosés. Everyone and it's is making great to see it. true rosés these days. They are a style all on themselves, yeah. and they're great. When I read an article the other day, and, and I think it's important to note, it's not just a summertime wine. Right. These are very real wines, and, and, and they have a place. And just as a coincidental note, next week... The entire show is on Rosé with Barry Herbst. It is Taft Street Winery. Our great friend Mike Martini is with us. It is California Wine Country. 
Brought to you by Bottle Barn, Rodney Strong Vineyards, and Davis Bynum Wines. I said earlier, and when Dan was asking me to do this, I said, you know, let's let's make this a little bit more educational. I think, you know... It, <coughs> Wait a minute, you're on the wrong show. There will be a test, but I guarantee you, even you will pass. Um, if you grade on a curve. If, <laughs> it's, it's, it's called the wine, the wine curve. curve. It is the yes. wine curve. Let's be very clear. I can which, deal with that. Yeah, Which, it, which very, ends up on the floor. What, 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 what intrigues me about wine um, more than anything, else is the variety that that you can get in the glass and you get that variety from varietals i mean you chardonnays sauvignon blancs cabernet you know all of those wines have different characteristics but what it really intrigues me is that winemakers have the ability to take the same grape and treat it a little bit different and then generate a different product so i brought six wines today Two Sauvignon Blancs, two Chardonnays, two Pinot Noirs. The Luckily, Blancs, we're going till 9 p.m. tonight, so <laughs> work out. We're going to go quickly. Um, so everybody should have, have two glasses in front of you, and one of them should have... I've got a cup of coffee, that's all. All right, then we need to fix you. You need to have... It. Now, the other trick to this, and Dan will be able to do it, and I may be able to do it. If you mix up your glasses, I should be able to tell them apart. But even I'll screw up. Um, so one of these is a Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, Sauvignon Blanc is the white grape of Bordeaux. It grows everywhere in the world. You've got New Zealand Sauvignon Blancs. You've got California. Everybody does Sauvignon Blanc. The second wine is also Sauvignon Blanc from the same uh, vineyards. Well, let's talk about the first one first. Okay, so the first one is made as Sauvignon Blanc is usually made. It's just brought in. It is... <laughs> The Jackson Pour, please. I have a Jackson Pour. I, I nearly messed up there for a second. But now that's the second one. You got to start with the first one. Oh, first, first one go. first. God, he's failing the test already. Oh, oh. You can't keep A and well, I B this separate. Was Kathy's, uh, but okay. This well, is you're, the first you're, one. this is the first one. So the first one is Russian River Valley Sauvignon Blanc. It is brought in uh, relatively lower in sugar, higher in acidity, fermented in stainless steel, um, turned around very very quickly. It's and crisp. I think. Boy, that's crisp. Lemony, right. crisp, lean, delicate. Yeah, what yours is? Both of these will be uh, 2021. Okay. So these are, are, are new young wines. And Sauvignon Blanc is able to do that, is you're able to turn it around very quickly. Um, Sauvignon Blanc, you know, it, it will also, in some places, it'll have a very grassy character. Uh, in in Europe, they'll talk about a steely or, or mineral component. Uh, in New Zealand, they'll talk about flesh fruit kinds of flavors. This is Russian River, so you're going to get a little bit of that, you know, kind of lemongrass, a little bit of citrus in there. But it's 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 a great. I tell people all the time, Chardonnay put my son through college. Sauvignon Blanc is what I drink. We were talking a few seconds ago about the rise of rosés. I can tell you the hot wine of the harvest of 2022. Sauvignon Blancs. Everybody wants a grape, and it's almost out of stock everywhere. You can't find it. Really? You can't find it. So that's wine A. Now, wine B is the same grape, the same vineyards. Smell and taste that. The second one has a similar aromatic, but there's one additional piece to it, and it's the way it was handled at the winery. It has a little bit of the lees contact, a little bit of the richness of barrel aging. This, this is This is a like two steps forward it's delicious stuff so so dan gets an a <laughs> which we would expect steve don't copy off dan's paper <laughs> so so this is this is what really intrigues me about wines because you can take the same grape and as dan explained the difference here is it was brought in 
It was fermented initially in stainless steel, very similar to the other one. It was then moved to neutral and two or three year old barrel for a short period of time, but it was also allowed to go through that secondary fermentation of malolactic fermentation, which is going to metabolize malic acid into lactic. So it's going to get a little softer, a little bit more rounded. This is your Chardonnay style of sodium blonde. Exactly. I mean, in a, in a blind test, I would have probably called this uh, Chardonnay. Close. Very close. You're right. And I love the first one, and I love the citrus and all the stuff going on there. But this one is more my style, personally. God, that's, that's the wine that you would probably want over the other one. Well, I think that the richness of this wine is for people who prefer a, a broader texture in the on the tongue. So it's really it's also aimed at food, but it, it works better alone also because it's got a little bit rich more richness to it. Dan, lay it down, burger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely. Uh, what would you do with each of these? Well, these, both of these wines are made with such brilliant acidity that I would say that both of them will be beneficial in the cellar for three to five more years. But if, wow. if I had both of these, I would actually age the one that never saw the barrel longer. I would I would drink the 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 richer style wine within five years, but I would hold on to the other one for seven or eight or nine because it's going to explode. That Jeez. aroma is going to develop. And it's really developed right now. It's beautiful now, but it's going to, because it's got such wonderful acidity, it'll hold on. And maybe tonight, two, three hours in the... Uh I wouldn't I wouldn't serve these very cold because the more it sits in the glass, the more it shows that the aromatics are developing and that means time in the glass. So being I mean a couple of hours in the glass and then it it'll be a better wine then. Well, it's luscious. In fact, let me just have another <laughs> taste of the second one. I enjoyed the first more, and I think it's because it's more fruit forward. As you said, mm-hmm. the second one is rounder and, and softer, and I liked the bite that the first one had. And, and you are summing up for me the beauty of wine. Because you can have this kind of difference of opinion. You know, I, I, I talk to tell people a lot of times a story, you know, when you're traveling with children down the road and, you know, they're hungry, everybody's got to get something to eat, and you're looking around and you got a choice. You see the golden arches, you know exactly what you're going to get. Not really great, but you know exactly what you're going to get. Right next door is a place called Mike's Cafe. You don't know what you're going to get. And then you got wine you can do that with. Is There are individuals who know what they like and they try to stick to it. Then there's the others who do this kind of a thing and they, they just are tasting. And that surprise is really kind of neat. And, and that the only one who really matters is you. The only one that matters is the consumer. The context that you're in, what you're doing, who you're talking with, and that's what makes the wine. Oh, man, I love both of these. Aren't they fun? Now, as far as availability, it is taftstreetwinery.com, and you're also available in a lot of retail places. Certainly, our sponsor, Bottle Barn, has a lot of your stuff. Bottle Barn has a lot of our stuff. So at Taft Street, what we do is we try not to compete with what we refer to as broad markets. So we do a line of wines for retail and restaurants outside of the the tasting room. in the tasting room, however, we do we don't want to compete with them, so we're going to do special wines. So all the sure. wines that I brought today are available only in the tasting room. The Sauvignon Blanc that you can get at Bottle Barn is is very similar to this, but there's a slight difference. And uh, the uh, Taft Street T 
Tasting Room is currently open Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 11 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. You can make reservations, and you should. But you also do walk-ins. We do walk-ins to the extent that it's available. Sure. Uh, anybody who <laughs> wants to drink and buy wine, come by. <laughs> Let's be very clear here on our marketing plan. <laughs> Emphasis on the buy. Yeah, you got that. I mean, it, it, it is. <laughs> we got space. You know, what was that, that, that old thing, you know, with uh, ASCII, you know, we'll sell no wine until it's ready. Yeah. Uh, Taft Street's uh, logo was always, <laughs> we, we'll sell wine as soon as you bring your checkbook. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I appreciate you know what Dan is saying about aging, and wines do benefit from age. As a producer of wine, I want you to drink all of this right now so that you have to buy the 22. <laughs> uh, Mike, tell everyone where the tasting room is. So the tasting room is located at 2030 Barlow Lane in Sebastopol. Barlow Lane is right off of Occidental Road, north of town. So Occidental Road crosses uh, Highway 116 there, the old vacu-dry plant. You go west on Occidental a half a mile, and the first left-hand turn you come to is Barlow Lane. So it's Barlow Lane, not the Barlow. Thank you for pointing that out, because a lot of people hear Barlow, and they go down to the Barlow, which is a wonderful place with incredible businesses, but we're not there. <laughs> Taft Street Winery, not, not there. at the Barlow. <laughs> I think maybe that should be our next our next thing. Yeah, not at the Barlow. So that was how we doing here. <laughs> we have Chardonnay fine. coming up. We have Chardonnay coming up because I know that's what you like. Well, it's my basic go to drink, but I've I'm big on rosé and Sauvignon Blanc All these right. days. We got two minutes. Why don't we? You want to uh, hold off on this? Yeah, let's hold off uh, on the shard. Let's drink more of the Sauvignon. Drink uh, good. <laughs> Wait, so you like number one? Yes. So By the way, one thing for the for the listeners uh, who are paying attention, <laughs> except for those who are not, uh, I would be the second. Most of you, uh, thank you very the much. The latter, yeah. I, most important to this wine is the fact that both of these two uh, Sauvignon blocks do carry the designation of Russian River Valley. And that is special because there's so little Sauvignon Blanc left in Russian River Valley. I mean, it's it's still pretty pretty. And, and why is that? Well, a lot of people are replanting to Pinot Noir. They want more Pinot Noir in the ground because they can sell it for more money. And I think that's a big mistake. I think Sauvignon Blanc does brilliantly in Russian River, as these two wines show. You know, it, it's one of the real trials and uh, challenges for wine growers. You know, you, you sit there, you want to make sure that. Whatever you're growing is the best that it can be. But you also want to make sure that your returns are there. And, you know, when we started the winery in 1982, you could not give away California, Sonoma County, Pinot Noir. It just wasn't very good. And that's what we wanted to do. But I'm, even I'm smart enough to know I'm not going to make a wine I can't sell. That, that makes no sense whatsoever. I, the first winemaker I ever worked with, he said, Martini, never make wines that you're passionate about. And I said, what are you talking about? That's what we are. We're passionate. He says, no. Make wines that you can sell, and with the money you make, buy the wines you're passionate about. So, you know, I you, like that. It, 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 it is a truism that's gotten me through 40 harvests, by the way. Um, but, but you know, you, you're sitting there as, as the landowner, and you're trying to decide what to plant. You know, you want to get the best return uh, that you can, and, and it takes time. You, you know, when you plant Pinot Noir, it's still a little bit of time, two or three harvests, before you get you know, a crop. So now, all of a sudden, Sauvignon Blancs are hot. People are thinking, well, maybe I'll replant in Sauvignon Blanc. Well, they got to make that decision. It, it's, a, it's a big financial 
deal. It, it's an economic choice, but it's a it's also a choice of uh, creativity. If your winemaker is creative and they really think that they can make a great wine out of a Sauvignon Blanc, then play that game and go ahead. Look, look what's happened in the last few years. Sauvignon Blanc from R- Russian River Valley is now as hot as it gets. You can't ask for more image than what Sauvignon Blanc from Russian River represents. And how much acreage is there? Less than there was a few years ago. Our guest today, the great Mike Martini from uh, Taft Street Wineries, uh, California Wine Country. Brought to you by Bottle Barn, Rodney Strong Vineyards, and Davis Bynum Wines. Coming up Saturday, September 17th, you should uh, head over there and celebrate the Sonoma harvest season with Rodney Strong's director of winemaking, uh, Justin Seidenfeld. He's going to lead you through a new lineup of selected wines paired with a harvest-inspired course dinner from uh, Pacific Connection. And a reminder that in partnership with the Alexander Valley Film Society, Rodney Strong Vineyards is hosting a series of summer movies at the winery coming up. The next one on Wednesday, September 7th, Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. And as I always say, listen, twice in the movie, The Birds, KSRO, is there. (laughs) They listen to KSRO to find out what's going on with these freaking birds. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember doing that. You know, <laughs> this Steve Jackson on KSRO. I don't know anything about the freaking birds. Leave me alone. Uh, anyway, learn about all the great events that are always happening at Rodney Strong Vineyards by going to RodneyStrong.com. Rodney Strong Vineyards committed a community since 1959. California Wine Country with Dan Berger, our guest today, our dear friend and Drive Hall of Famer, Mike Martini from Taft Street Wines. Uh, California Wine Country brought to you uh, by Bottle Barn, Rodney Strong Vineyards, and Davis Bynum Wines. Okay, we have moved to a Chardonnay. And you know, Dan, I'm not big on Chardonnay, but I'm going to try this one. (laughs) We're going to try to convince you that you'll enjoy it. Mike, talk about these. We have two that you have poured. Let's go with uh, Chardonnay A. Chardonnay A. So this is up to lesson number two. So we've got through the Sauvignon Blancs, it's Chardonnay. Chardonnay actually is an incredible grape uh, all by itself. I mean, it's it is the major uh, white grape of Burgundy. It oh. too is is grown uh, all around the world, but it has this opportunity. Oh, oh you need this one. Um, but again, the winemaker has the ability to treat the grape a little bit differently. So I brought two Chardonnays that have been treated oh differently. So wine number A is uh, what I would describe as closer to just a tank-fermented Chardonnay. It's a little generic. I love it, though, being a Chardonnay guy. To me, it's wonderful. It's fat, and it's... It's Chardonnay. Yes, exactly. It's what I look for in a Chard. And and, and that's, that's, I think, one of the things that you can do with Chardonnay is that you can just feature the grape itself. Um, and in this case, you know, the grapes are cut, brought in, they're fermented uh, in stainless steel. There probably was, you know, a small percentage that saw, you know, some sort of wood adjunct just to give, you know, a little bit of a depth to the, to the flavor, but it did not see uh, barrel age. And what this is, is a representation, I believe, of what Chardonnay tastes like from the Russian River Valley I of agree. Sonoma County. Dan, why do I love this particular Chardonnay so much? Uh, well, I don't want to 
pull a fast one, which is a geek alert, but this reminds me a little bit of a French wine from a district called Saint-Aubin because it has the fruit of Chardonnay, the spice of Chardonnay, but not uh, any of the oak component that stands out. There's some here, but it's so subtle. It is and subtle, it, yes. And, and the subtlety of it is is brilliant because it allows you to enjoy the wine now, and if you don't finish the bottle, it'll be better tomorrow. Seriously. It is really a nice wine. That's Beautiful what wine. I say to myself when I go to bed every night. I look in the mirror and go, well... I'll be better tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but that's after he's finished the bottle. I, I was right. going to say, that the bottle was done. And the next morning I wake up and I go, well, that didn't work. <laughs> but that, again, you know, this, these are these opportunities that we have with these grapes that are grown in this incredible region is to highlight them. And that's what we were trying to do you know, with this particular wine was to highlight the fruit. Beautiful fruit and uh, expression without any of the over richness that you see in the second glass the second glass is richer fuller bodied it's got a little bit more oomph it's got a little bit more personality now this first shard makes me hungry as it should yes and i'm leaning on the second one i'm leaning to the second one for just the reasons that you just stated fuller richer more body so, so this is this is. I love doing this stuff, man. Because if you remember on the Sauvignon Blanc, you were just the opposite. Yep. You loved that that fruit forward yep. first Sauvignon Blanc, where it was Sauvignon Blanc. As it got a little bit more complex, it was good, but you still preferred the first. Now we're yep. we're switching it around, and there's what wine is all about: is that you get to to try those different things. So wine B. Is, again, there's a lot more going on in B. There's a lot yeah. more going on yeah. in B. Because Chardonnay, as as complex a grape it is, it allows for you to do more things with. And so wine B was actually fermented in French oak barrels. So you're going to get that layer. It was also allowed to do not complete but a partial malolactic fermentation, which the first one did not. So you're, you're going to get that complexity of the secondary fermentation. You're going to get the complexity of the wood. It's going to be a little bit richer and a little bit more round. Dan, talk more about B. Well, this is a good example of why Chardonnay is such a tricky grape initially because coming in from the vineyard, there was not much here. But enough, neither was there in the first wine either. But the winemaker had the opportunity to put this blank slate in front of him and then his start to manipulate and, and and bring in additional characteristics. Using the barrel and using the malolactic fermentation, you are able to put together various pieces of this, and then it goes into the blending room, and they put together a blend that ends up to be this wine. And you couldn't make this without, it, without somebody really serious about the flavor. Mm. You know, Harry, being a red wine guy yourself, for the most part, I'm finding, finding it fascinating how you're choosing uh, the Sauvignon Blancs, the two that we tasted, mm-hmm. and the Chardonnays. Yeah. And it uh, makes sense. I love the diff- that the, the difference is striking between both choices. And as you say, you're starting with the same grape. You're yeah. starting with the same grape from the same vineyard. And then it's what the winemaker does to them individually that brings the difference to them. And I want to be very clear I am not the winemaker. I, I, oh, I, I love it even more now. I, I want to uh, have you, uh, you know, shout out uh, to the winemaker or winemakers at Taft Street. So I thank you for that, Steve, because it is important. I, I am not the winemaker. However, when I do get arrested 
and I can get my hand on those little boxes of raisins, I can make hooch. I mean, I, I, I know how this is done. But that should not the put way, me Dan, in charge of a winery. The band, one of my favorites, I Can Make Hooch. <laughs> Tonight at Hot Mom. Here we Is go. It really? <laughs> I didn't steal it from... Um, but There's only we, two of the original members still in the band, though, so they're not what they used to be. All those classic rock bands, yeah. <laughs> But we are fortunate. We are extremely fortunate. Uh, a woman by the name of Melissa Kuhn is our winemaker. Right. She does an incredible job. And in addition to that, we also work with uh, Jeff McBride and have worked in the past with Guy Davis uh, as kind of a team to help us you know, move our wines uh, forward in terms of quality. But Melissa, I, I, I've had the good fortune to work with a lot of very incredible winemakers. But I will tell you my favorite line about Melissa more than anything else. I think we've been together now this is her fourth her- harvest with us i've yet to make her cry and and i've made every other winemaker cry she she is willing to actually okay let's try that <laughs> and then she does her own magic she's an incredible woman incredible winemaker it's mostly the male winemakers who cry <laughs> i've learned over the years yeah. uh it's taftstreetwinery.com check them out i love this the state of the street Taft Street. We were hoping at one point, we actually had the Taft Street Journal hoping to be sued by the Wall Street Journal, but they, they didn't take the, the, the bite. So we went to the state of the street, and when we do music, we call it a little street music. Um, so marketing may not be our strong point. I just let's just point that out. Um, but I will tell you the one thing, when we started the winery in 1982, it was all about having fun. And, and it still is, And sir. it still is. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things, you know, I, I look back on the 40 years we celebrated of making wine together. The real measure of success is we're still here. And we are still having fun doing it. That's the attitude that we Bottom try to line. bring. Bottom line is fun. If it ain't fun, I don't want to do it. No, me too. The great Mike Martini from TaftStreetWinery.com. Thank you, guys.